episode number two of the Local Lingua podcast. I am one co-host, Christopher Collins. And on the other, Vicente Lopez, welcome back. Vicente, we gave the people what they wanted. They wanted more pod. And what are we supplying, sir? Cast. No. More, 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 more. Yes, we're, we're supplying no. more pod. Not cast. No, we're, we're I thought it was a, more pod. I thought casts. it was a cheerleader thing. You know, where it's like, no, you go no, no, pod, no, no, no. I say cast. All right, we'll, it's fine. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We have, we'll I feel we'll like we owe the listeners an explanation of what's been happening. There's a long gap between the first episode and this episode. Right. So let's start this uh, second episode. We're already issuing like somewhat of an apology. So uh-huh. oh, second episode starting off strong. This is the apology episode. Sorry for what we said on socials. No, 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 nothing like that. Uh, just, you know, for whatever reason, we're going through a lot of once in a generation events, whether that oh, be COVID, which, which makes this more fun uh, for us doing this via Zoom, but also the, the winter storm that just hit South Texas. Uh, like a battering ram, right? I know, like, yeah. we're just looking at the forecast, like, thinking, oh, you know, it's, it'll be a little cold, a little, little chilly, and then... When when did you hear about it, though? Like, I want to know when you heard about it, because I heard about it, like, a week and a half before of just, like, hey, it's going to get really, really cold. I'm from yeah. Ohio. Really cold. Uh, really cold, to me, means something very different to someone who has lived down here their entire lives. Yeah, so no. When like, I heard really cold, it's not that big of a deal. Right. So, like, for, I mean, for me, right, like South Texas, or like I actually grew up in Laredo, Texas. And if you're not from there, uh, in the summers, you know, like when you open up an oven and the oven wind just kind of hits you like a truck, right? That's what it's like all the time in the summer. So, like, 60 degrees, people are already breaking out the double jackets and things. So, oh. I knew it was going to be rough. Uh, I heard about it kind of like, what like maybe five days before it happened and okay. uh my wife she's from minnesota so she uh, along the same line she's like it's not gonna be that bad like it can't be right it's south texas i mean it rains for like 10 seconds at a time down here that's it. yeah yeah it's, it's fine and then all of a sudden <laughs> uh monday at 3 a.m we lose power <laughs> oh, man. don't get it back for several days and it's just a mess so, uh, you know, with that explanation, we want to wish, um, you know, the best to everyone who's still recovering from this because yeah. uh, today felt really weird. Like today felt really weird going back to work, mm-hmm. uh, seeing, yeah, maybe not so much seeing, right. But hearing the experiences that people had with this, yeah. you know, losing all of the food in their house, uh, people losing that source of income because they were unable to go to work. So, you know, the local lingua podcast wants to, uh, you know, send the most positive of vibes to those people uh, wishes, who are yeah. still, yeah, who are still reeling from this. Cause man, like I feel like you, you, you hit it right on the money, right? The Rona just completely destroyed us <laughs> is still destroying us, yeah. right? It's this giant shadow. Yeah, it's this giant shadow over us, and then let's add an extra layer of suck. Thanks, twenty twenty one. You're great. I I like I regret all of the tweets that were like twenty twenty can suck it. We're moving on to twenty twenty one. It's gonna be the best, and like not you know like it's just it's yeah. it's it's not surprising. It's just awful all the same. If that makes sense, no, and definitely the whole while while we were going through it. I mean, we we lost power so we had to come back like to an apartment that was like 40 degrees uh yeah. throw out everything in the fridge because it was off and it's just like it was just it was uncomfortable house hopping like that's always uncomfortable when you're trying to socially distance it's oh, like sure. they just they don't they're not compatible so it's just it's i don't know it's you're stuck between a, a rock and a hard place like yeah for sure Rocky, we will pandemic we had our our 11 month old with us right he turned mm. a year on friday right so congratulations by the way thank you so much thank you uh you did all the work obviously he, uh, obviously right? you months. see that kid you see me and you're like wow maybe maybe he could possibly be the father we don't know <laughs> uh <laughs> but no uh we 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 had him there with us the house got down to what was the coldest it got to 50 53 was the coldest I think okay. I, I saw yeah. it get to. 
which with a one-year-old, I mean, we're, we're, like, we're panicking the entire time. Mm-hmm. You and your family extended that super warm offer of that hotel room. So thank you so much, yeah. man. Yeah. Shout out to your folks and uh, shout out to yourself. Uh, that's the only compliment you're going to get. From me, so <laughs> take it. I'm cheers. <laughs> but no, uh, it's, it was, it was really rough. So we're panicking, but I have to say like he adjusts so well to any situation so earlier this summer mm-hmm. uh when hurricane hannah hit we lost power for three days yeah here we were out for about two and a half days mm-hmm. and both of those times he just he adjusted so well i mean his moods were the same he was smiling he was still just as fussy like when he typically gets fussy yeah like there was nothing out of the ordinary it's like you can't break this kid's stride which is fantastic so we were we were definitely blessed in 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 that regard that's wonderful i mean yeah kids are resilient man so definitely see so that proves right there it is not my genetics it's definitely my wife's (laughs) but of both worlds yeah exactly nonetheless we are here to intro this episode now this is not something we typically do we don't pre-record the intro or record the intro afterwards or anything like that we like to do it live. We we lost the the intro. We lost mm-hmm. the momentum because we lost the power. It wasn't the topical. It just yeah, barring you know acts of God, we gotta keep it genuine. But for now, this is what we gotta work with. So we appreciate your understanding. Thank you for tuning in. We will thrive. We will. We truly will. We truly will. So there are a few topics that I want to get into just before we you know, roll through with the, with the rest of the podcast and, and the interview, uh, the yeah, incredible yeah. interview that we had, right. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a little bit. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. We need to go back in time. We need to jump in this time machine. All mm-hmm. right. And we need to talk about the weekend's Super Bowl performance. Did you watch that performance? I got to say, you watch it live. Did okay. you watch it live? Hold on. <laughs> all right. No, so please, 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 please. We're going to lose some listeners. I'm so sorry. Uh, sports love all the sports ball. Love, love everything from the touchdown to the hikes to the, Woo! the hockey pucks, you know, just go like, sports, go sports team all about it. Uh, I saw the, <laughs> I saw the YouTube performance when it uploaded the day after, uh, <sighs> I didn't watch it live. Like I saw the live tweets. I saw the weekend looking like he was lost in, in a Walmart when you're five years old POV <laughs> looking for your mommy's like going through the house. Like I, I saw those tweets live. I, I was pretty yeah. much there. So, but no, I, I saw the actual performance <laughs> YouTube the day after. So the, the thing is, is you, you didn't watch it live. You don't have to be into sports though, to be into the halftime performance. I mean, no. the other night, the wife and I did a deep dive into like past Super Bowl performances. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. really? I mean, dude, these Super Bowl. Okay, hold on. Let me let me stop there because we need to focus on the fact that you did not watch the weekend live. Now, here's the thing: our very first guest, right, Oscar uh-huh. Castillo, which Correct. if you did not listen to that podcast, what are you doing listening? What are you doing starting with episode number two? Pause the right? pod. Episode number one was fantastic. Pause the pod. I love it. Pause the pod. Go check it out. Seriously, you'll learn a lot. I learned a lot. I know what vape is now. I know it's not like another form of so, vaping. It's pretty sick. He, <laughs> why, why, would, why would it be a... Okay, no, no, alliteration. Okay. <laughs> he is... That's not alliteration. Okay. Uh, what, it's he, late. All right. Don't, <laughs> don't give me that. You you would definitely think vape is... Okay, fine. Continue. I'm sorry. So tangent. He, he is a huge weekend fan. So mm-hmm. the next time we have him on, which I'm sure we'll have him on, uh, back on eventually, uh, we need to get his take on, on, on this. Um, so shout outs to Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the performance overall. Okay. So the wife and I are watching it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I made sure that, that we watched it live. Cause I just, I wanted that experience. Cause yeah, watching it on YouTube. Great. Yeah. It's going to be on, it's going to be on the internets forever. Yeah. Watching it live is a different experience. I, I can't, I, I can't explain it. I don't know. Maybe it has a very simple explanation, but I wanted to watch it live. So no, you're part of an performance. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. Performance starts, right? He's sitting in the car. Everything's illuminated and it goes with uh, the whole aesthetic that he has. Cause if you listen to the weekend, uh, if you know about him, he changes his aesthetic all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was the guy with the big hair, 
Uh, and then what did he do? Then he cut his hair mm-hmm. and then mustache. Uh, yeah. And then now he's at this like Michael Jackson meets like more 80s kind of vibe, like this very like Las Vegas, mm-hmm. like entertainer vibe. Lost in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a giant catalog. Right. And if you, you know, think of the weekend, you automatically think of let's play a game. Ready? I say okay. the weekend. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Okay, I say the weekend's music. Uh-huh. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Go. House of Balloons is what I think of. I think I heard you say baby making. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because that's, that's the album, though. That is the album. Yeah, that's what he's known for, right? He released those three. Okay, so it's House of Balloons. It's mm-hmm. uh, Thursday, and it's yep. Echoes of Silence. Yeah. Right. He has those three EPs and that is I've I've been on a binge mm-hmm. since the Super Bowl. Every year I go through a weekend binge every year. It, it doesn't fail where I listen to an album of his religiously, whether it's Kissland, uh, Beauty Behind the Madness. I've yeah. been focusing on trilogy. Right. So those three EPs and good yes. God, I'm driving to work and I'm like, man, <laughs> oh, <laughs> That is an interesting vibe to have. It is. It's a horrible vibe to have. It's like 6 a.m. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Just hyped up in a different sense. So so the question becomes, what can he play? Right. Mm -hmm. What can he play from his uh, discography? Yeah. That would appeal to those old school fans, but also rope in new fans. Because obviously, what? How many people watch the Super Bowl? It's like, a handful of million people yeah like no, 13 a, million or 15 million or something the like biggest that biggest events of the year yeah for yeah. live tv especially so i'm, I'm thinking my, my wife and i are discussing it because my wife kind of listens to the weekend it's it's he he's at a crossroads right mm-hmm. he's got to play things he's got to play obviously the radio friendly content right uh because playing you know the the first three EPs he releases just a that's a that's a no no yeah playing even B-sides. though yeah even there though was he, a yeah there was there was he did uh, a little bit of uh, of a of a song from from the EP uh, I'm not gonna try to name the song I think I know what it is but if I get it wrong and somebody calls me out uh, somebody being Oscar Castillo I'm gonna be super disappointed <laughs> I'm forgetting myself just edited I think it's post. like glass tables or something like that is it glass tables. Know. Something like that. I don't Some know. I don't know the, the name middle. of the song, um, yeah. but he he slipped that in, right? He played the hills, mm-hmm. which I I've always assumed I heard that was about him and Ariana Grande hooking up when she was with Big Sean. Oh wow! Which I I don't know if that's true. That's very weekendish of uh-huh. him. I didn't know, know that so about Ariana if, Large. But... If it is, yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, I don't know. So overall my take on it i enjoyed it Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it more after i let it digest a little bit okay there is a lot of spectacle to to sift through after the initial watching of it like there's a lot of things that come out and it's all in your face so yeah absolutely taking some time to like you know digest like you said what you saw the music the visuals and then the like choreography that he had with it was insane oh it was was beautiful it's beautiful and then he put in seven million dollars of his own money into this performance like seven million dollars now watching interviews because i'm i'm really really into this performance more than i've been into other performances Mm -hmm. and supposedly a large portion of that $7 million as stated by like the wardrobe director or whatever. Yeah. Part of that $7 million or majority of that $7 million went into the jacket because that Givenchy jacket was Mm -hmm. 40 pounds because it had actual rubies on it. Wait, the one that he was wearing? The one that he was wearing was 40 pounds. They said that at the beginning of the rehearsal, he could barely like at the beginning of rehearsals at the beginning of the week. Yeah. Right. Because they're they're obviously they have to practice. Yeah. Beginning of the week. He has to get to the weekend. That's his name. That's (laughs) his deal. Christ. Sorry. Don't. So at this point, (laughs) I just want to throw out that we are looking for a new co-host of the local lingua podcast i am christopher <laughs> Look, collins Look. episode hey dude give yourself a round of applause no, you made I'm, it to episode two without fucking it up and i'm knocking them down all right this is Jesus. golden content all right that Look, was a okay. perfect setup that was a perfect setup i hate myself like i hate myself for this 
<laughs> Give it up for he's wearing a, okay, he's yeah. wearing a 40 pound jacket. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, incredible, incredible, yeah. like vocal performance from him overall. Like there's yeah. no issue with, with his vocals at all. It's just absolutely like stunning, like very remarkable. consistent. And then he's got to have like ridiculous traps to keep that up the entire time. Exactly. Like, and talk about the suit. Right. And then just like, uh, like he, obviously him and in, in the, the crew that he was with, right. Very, yeah. uh, I don't know. It was so chaotic yet. Definitely. Uh, I don't know how to put it like just chaotic, but still organized in the sense that when he did a cue or there was a beat, you know, switch or something like that, then they would all form up in the same way. And it was incredible to watch just to see like it bounce between the two, which I think For kind sure. of reflects the themes that he shows in a lot of his work. This balance between, you know, the chaos of the party having fun, but then, you know, I guess stewing in your own madness that you've created. If that makes sense, I love it. That was a that's a very sophisticated critique for the weekend <laughs> for his performance. Please stop! Like you're looking for another <laughs> in. Like you're looking for. I'm like, oh, sorry. Okay, we're we're drawing it out too much. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a Tuesday anyway. This makes sense. <laughs> um, so, are there any pressing matters you want to bring up? That's the that's the main one that I feel like I was robbed of. When we were first recording the intro, right, this. right, talking Pressing about matters, the anything off the top of your head, you feel like needs to be discussed. Trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. We already talked about Winter Storm. We talked about El Fin de Semana. Was there anything else? It honestly feels like the last week was a blur because it was for like quite a moment in time, just literally survival. And also, sure. I learned that ninety percent of my hobbies are electronic electronic based so just trying to figure out what to do with my life without any power was kind of i mean i'm I'm thankful for the situation that i had right fortunate that i had you know eventually found power yeah definitely still man like (laughs) i i get that i'm an english major but reading books can only be so fun Oh, dude! Hell yeah! Unless it's Fifty Shades of Grey, in which case we re-re- we reread that shit all the time. Book club every every Friday, every weekend, all the time. You're right. Oh, Jesus Christ! Stop! No, okay. Stop. Look, stop! You did that on purpose. That's the thing is, you did that on purpose. We we gotta cycle back. We gotta cycle back to the jokes. It's, it's improv one hundred and one. <laughs> we started off with that initial sending good vibes yeah. you know, to, to the people that were affected by the storm. Can we give a giant middle finger to the people who decided to fucking panic by oh, man. everything? Everything. I have some stories. Have you had an encounter with panic buying yet? Like, not since COVID started, but just in the past couple days? Because no, I got yeah, two absolutely. right now. And I got so fired up, I I don't know what I, I'm white, so I'm probably gonna write an angry letter or some shit. <laughs> but dude, write I, a well written letter. I went to I went to PetSmart mm-hmm. to buy Zoe, our dog, food. Right. There was hardly anything there. Yeah. I started talking to the cashier, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, uh, do you have like the larger bag? Because I don't want to go to PetSmart. Like, I don't want to make this a, a mm-hmm. routine trip. Like, I just want to go buy like the thirty pound bag of food, and then it lasts. So I don't know, like a month. Yeah. I asked him, do you, know, do you have the larger bag? And he's like, "Dude, you're lucky that you got that. So are, you kidding, are you kidding me? Like, people were panic buying dog food. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? It got cold for three fucking days. Yeah, and now, what's gr- the worst yeah. part about this? Sorry to cut you off. The, the, the worst yeah. part about this is that uh, the people that are panic buying are the ones that maintain power more than likely. Because, like, say for example, groceries. Like, if everyone's power is out, how are they gonna store all the the, the you know? chicken or meat or you know produce where are they going to store it so like the people that were in shit luck got further into the weeds because when they go to the store there's nothing on the shelves no exactly exactly and it just it, it blows my mind that people are just freaking the hell out. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. Now the electric grid is or was or is you know a whole cluster f yeah. right now 
Um, it looks like a majority of people have electric now in Texas. I know like, you know, as far as South Texas goes, I think we're all good. Yeah. As of um, today, I think it was still like upper 90% of people that have power, but there's yeah. still like places, of course, transformers blew out or whatever. Uh, but it, I mean, it's restoring back to normal. Nature is healing. But still, like that doesn't stop the fact that it happened in the first place. And I don't know if you heard about the whole mess with ERCOT saying that if they didn't mm -hmm. do the rolling blackouts or whatever, that it would have been a catastrophic failure that would have lasted weeks. Jesus. It was like minutes away from getting to that point. So I don't know. It's just, again, not surprising that something yeah. like this would happen, but Definitely, still devastating to everyone involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess we, we need to sum up the winter storm talk with, with two things. Mm -hmm. If you were negatively impacted by it, like a majority of us were, you know, we feel for you. Yeah. We, been it or we are we were in your shoes uh you know we, we got through this though right we came out on the other side yeah just hoping that you're safe and i would typically say safe and warm but now we're already back in the upper 70s exactly so, just... right so it's it's beautiful outside again mm -hmm. right it, there's there's a hint of spring in yeah. the air it's know? almost like the earth is slowly getting Going flat right uh <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Say Stop. I could do jokes too. This is not uh, that kind of podcast. <laughs> and and if uh, on the on the on the other side of that, if you decided to panic by mm -hmm. anything, buy anything in bulk and just completely rob our grocery stores and PetSmart, how dare you? You deserve a scissor kick to the throat. Directed. Directly. Just right in the throat. Mm-hmm. We could use Ted Cruz, like, as a weapon. Don't get me started. <laughs> so, guys, oh, man. thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you for tuning in to episode number two. You are about to hear an interview with an absolutely incredible, incredible person. Consider this a pre-introduction to the wonderful introduction yeah. that Vicente Lopez gave him. Um you know, also, I feel like we should mention we, we got we got big things planned for episode number three. Yes. That's going to kind of give you I'm going to leave it a surprise. I'm, I'm just yeah. Gonna, yeah. Let, let's let him tune in. Let's let him tune in. And for yeah. now, go ahead and say welcome. You're welcome to digest this wonderful interview that we have with uh, Mr. Paul King. He is fantastic. And upon listening, like something that i really appreciate is just the way yeah. that he's able to articulate his thoughts and put it Absolutely. into like just a i don't know he, he's an old soul for sure and it just feels like he's from a different time and i love hearing the way that he's able to put his words into practice and it, i hope that you get some of the same lessons that we did and enjoy the music because he's got some coming your way he's a gem thank you once again for listening to the local lingual podcast and uh we'll see you next episode so now to uh, our guest for today's episode. I'm really, really excited. Um, we've both known our guest for three years now, going on three years. Right. Um, he is uh, an incredible musician, an incredible person. Um, Vicente, I'm going to hand off the introduction to you because I want to get your take on him because he's just such a character. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not knowing him, of course, when I first met him, that just makes sense. Uh, you know, getting introduced to him, like getting to know him more and more was like almost peeling back layers into a person to see that there is so much behind this, uh, you know, enigmatic person. Again, his name is Mr. King. He, like Chris said, has a musical background. He's been invested in poetry. He has been in the education field and has worked with uh, quite a lot of people from all walks of life. And in, in more importantly, he is, uh, I believe, currently in a hobby of making compost. And I <laughs> really want to talk about what is involved with that. He's just joined us in the Zoom session, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul M. King. I didn't, I didn't know your middle name was M. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul King. You can unmute yourself, sir. <laughs> can you hear me now? 
Yes. yes. Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. You sound wonderful, sir. You should have heard the intro. I let you in about halfway through that intro, but we said some very flattering things. So you're definitely going to want to play this back. Most <laughs> definitely. My mother. Most definitely. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, the one, the only Mr. Paul King here with us. Um, just diving straight into it. I want to get into your your life of um, farming now, right? Like your your new interest in farming and compost. Tell us what's going on. Tell us what hobbies you've picked up over the pandemic. Let's let's just jump into it. Let's deep dive. I guess there there was two factors that influenced that. One um, spring break, I gained a little bit of weight, and then the week after, when we were um, kind of isolating and doing our remote instruction, I gained some more weight. Yeah, and then. I had to stand in the middle uh, in the middle of the night. I had to stand in line to get groceries, and I said, "This is crazy." I got ten acres. This is nuts. <laughs> um, this is all brand new. We've been YouTubing it, and uh, with a wheelbarrow and a shovel and a hoe, we've been gathering up topsoil and filling up uh, raised beds. And I was able to get some lettuce, uh, some Jerusalem artichokes, potatoes, Ooh. some cabbage. About a plate or two of it. I mean, we're not talking a lot yet. <laughs> but right now we've got spinach started. We got broccoli started. Um, we're getting ready to prep everything up, all like all the uh, infrastructure to get ready for watering in the soil and the beds and everything for this uh, spring. And we're going to see if we can get to a point to where we're not spending a lot of money outside and we're eating everything organic. We've got chickens coming in in April and bees in May. So, oh, so it's a process. We want to get into a self sustained permaculture. We want to be the chickens, we need their poo. Okay, straight up. We got the rabbit <laughs> poo out here already. Mm. It looks like somebody uh, poured a box of kicks all over the floor. So, <laughs> we got that. We're good with that. Here, here, here are people sitting in the pandemic not knowing what to do binging 90 day fiance like myself and then you have mr king who's literally creating his own self-sustaining environment i mean what's what's wrong with me how can how can an average person like me get started mr king tell me what what can i what can i do to start obviously i need land right i need the land to do it i need the space become highly anxious oh <laughs> no <laughs> just don't let yourself sit still stand alive. oh step one done so you know and activity in order to decrease my weight i i have bad hips eventually they will be cut into and replaced with uh, stainless steel i don't know what they're using but whatever nickel i think it is um so i i needed the weight to come off Ooh, bionic man well i don't know man if this upgrade as long as it keeps me walking i'll be happy um but anyway so i wanted to make that i wouldn't I wanted to have that off a little bit further down the line so I, I wanted to lose weight and so um that it, using a wheelbarrow and a shovel and a hoe and a rake that is good <laughs> man a dollar in a dream the come up story ladies and gentlemen the come up story well from frantic to farmer is, is, is the title <laughs> of your biography ah busted to be <laughs> i love it i love it i love it i mean obviously the, the people who are listening that know you, which I imagine some of those people will know you, are aware of your music abilities. Can you walk us through um, your your first exposure to music? Like, can you tell us, like, when it hits you, like, hey, this is incredible. I really love this. Oh, well, my mom picked it up that when I started crying, she just turned on the radio and boom, I was done. So... It was from infantile that 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 was that that hit. my dad had a wow. beautiful voice like Jim Reeves. <laughs> it was at that sultry crooner, um, put your sweet lips. I mean, just real deep and pretty. And so I had that to listen to. He could whistle like crazy too, right on. That's amazing. So um, we always had music, um, and um, I was I was born kind of special. I, they gave me the smallpox inoculation and I got a fever of 106 and I stopped walking and talking. Wow. And so I was placed into special programs. Probably I was in sped third grade. So my mom put books in my hands and instruments in my lap. And then I think living on a farm, cause you know, till I was about eight or 10, we lived on a farm. 
And so the interactions with the animals and then all the opportunities to be creative and dangerous. <laughs> so um, I think that helped me overcome some of my limitations. So basically, I think that the stimulation helped the plasticity of the brain grow around whatever got destroyed with the fever. So, and uh, it was eight years old. I got a guitar for Christmas, and that was it. Right. What uh? What was your first guitar? Uh, it was a um. It was a uh, flea market kiwi something like that. Strange. Uh, it was a classical guitar. But the okay. thing is, back there, we're, uh, then we're talking in the late 70s into the early 80s, the Santa Fe school systems provided guitar lessons at third grade. Nice. So I got it right at third grade so oh. I could do the lessons. And so I was in guitar from third grade to 12. Ooh. You know, so um, I learned how to read music. But once I got to high school, I was playing better than the teachers. So they just put stuck us in a music room and we do Pink Floyd and Eagles and, wow. and Willie Nelson songs in the dark. <laughs> That's incredible. That's awesome. Oh, incredible. So, so in terms of like uh, the, the music scene at that time, did you like, you know, as far as like performances, were, were there any shows that you did or any like, you know, places that you played in that, you know, are of note or come to mind when you're thinking back on this? No, well, I've, I've got a social anxiety. I'm kind of an introvert. So everything has basically been happening in the back room of the house till about 1997 when it was either get another job or muster enough courage to stand in front of people and sing. And so I, I went to a, a 4th of July. Um, it was a, a out. It was an event out there. And, and this band was playing on the back of a, a, a trailer trailer bed. And uh, I, I hooked on to them real quick. And we went and jammed out at their house. And he lent me the first equipment to go and, and got me the first gig. Wow. And so I did solo gigs, kind of uh, Bob Dylan with my harmonica and guitar. And I did that until 2004. So what is that? That's uh, four and three, that's seven years I did that. And then I played with the church for those are my performing experiences. Other than that, I've done some online for several years in a program called Pal Talk, which is a voice chat kind of thing where lots of amazing musicians um, that we'd get into a chat room and we'd all take turns and talk. And that's actually where I met my wife years wow. ago before we actually became, you know, serious or, you know, we were good friends online. So she's a songwriter and a, and, a, and a musician as well. So, yeah, that's amazing. And and just just for the listeners, I can completely vouch for the both of them. I attended this. I, I attended the wedding ceremony, and oh my god, my wife and I were in tears <laughs> of just like it was. It was the most amazing performance that you and your wife gave. Uh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful ceremony. I thought it was I thought it was wonderful. So that's. I mean, what I mean, I've known you for. I feel like. I mean, of course you were going to be nervous, sir, but the way you played it out, I mean, I've heard you talk about some of these things because of like, you know, the club that we would run um, on our campus and, and things like that. But like, as, as far as, um, as far as music goes, I want to touch on that idea of like social anxiety, right? Um, like what changes have you seen in your social anxiety since you have been playing music like has that helped empower you has that helped motivate you to kind of break out of that shell like is music kind of like your segue into society okay social anxiety has to be exercised if you're going to overcome it so that means you need to expose mm -hmm. yourself and you practice your skills and your breathing and your calming and you're finding your pockets of space in a room that that's not too populated you have to practice those skills if you sit back on your lulls, then you will, then the first thing that you go to is I'm not going to go. And so that, that's kind of where I'm yeah. at right now. I mean, with, especially with this pandemic, gave me an excuse. I'm all right. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, that's yeah. not, helpful. we're going to, yeah, we're going to see that in the students that we have that are sitting at home, sitting remote and that have social anxieties when they are now have to come on in, in person, it's going to be a stretch for them. They're not going to have, they're not going to be equipped. Yeah. That tool is going to be hidden back in the toolbox. 
it's not gonna be right there for sure right and it's it's definitely like you're saying like a skill that has to be practiced i mean uh for me personally like i never diagnosed with social anxiety right but just like feeling a sense of anxiousness for for uh especially like in college courses and i think one of the worst lessons i ever learned was that if i don't do something say in particular like an assignment or a lesson or something then life just goes on and i think that these kids are learning this like very early on and it is a horrible lesson to learn because the one after that is that your actions or inactions rather have consequences and that's just like that's coming up for them whether they see it or not yeah i feel sorry for the next group coming in i mean i really because they're going to be shocked we're going to lose some of them some of them who are hit the streets for the last year and a half they're not coming back mm -hmm. it's an unfortunate reality definitely but there was one thing that you brought up with music though which was something called pal talk right uh could you delve in a little bit more with that you said it was some like some way that musicians could talk to one another i wanted to get a little bit more like insight like how did you come about that and like Okay, it was in the beginning of the internet era and chat rooms became very popular and stuff like that. You know, and I'd surf chat rooms like there was a Yahoo chat. You'd, you'd search those and it boring, 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 music, somebody singing. And I stuck in that Yahoo chat room and there was a guy there named Songster. That was his Nick. And he introduced me to Paltuck, said, come on over here. We got a bunch of musicians. We all get into a room. We raise our hand. We take our turn singing. And so... That's how I got to know um, lots of international um, um, musicians, you know, uh, some folks from Ireland, some folks from um, United um, Kingdom, lots of Canadians, some people wow. from Brazil. We had some Germans that could just, man, you get them on a piano, they just blow your mind. All types of music, everywhere from techno to, to rock and roll, to country, to folk, to classical. And we'd all, and we'd sit there and clap and give feedback and stuff. And of course, you're dealing with people, you, you run into some assholes, you know, but, you know, kick them out of the room and then you're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's going to happen. <laughs> the influence of music, right, on, on your life, Mr. King, talking about how you uh, met a lot of influential people. And obviously, music brings a lot to the table. And so we, we just, you know, talking about it, we just wanted to get a listen. Uh, and you said that you had something prepared to share with us. You want to give us like a little intro to the piece that you're going to play? Okay. Uh, this song is called I Dare Ya. All right. I don't know if you can see this video or whether we're going to be on video at all. Oh, yeah. But that young gentleman is Joshua Gutierrez. And my, uh, my wife at the time was in the foster care. And so Joshua was sleeping behind the high school that she went to to go check on one of her kids. And the principal said, what can you do about this kid? And so um, we went, she took me that night over there to see the hole that he was sleeping in. He had made himself a hole to stay out of the wind. And so right then we decided we were gonna take him. Before we could do that, he got in another fight with his mom and punched the car door and wound up in jail. He was a 17 year old boy, old man, man, um, man boy. <laughs> anyway, so the first time I saw him, he was on a TV screen in an orange. Wow. So we took him in and he fit in like a square peg, but he fit for about eight months. Um, my wife's uh, grandmother passed away and that was too emotional. This kid had been through group homes and his mother was a dealer in the underground uh, casino somewhere in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So, you know, his, wow. his life was pretty unstable as it was. Yeah. So when it came to a funeral and to an emotion like that, he was the biggest ass you've ever seen in your life. It was very difficult. Yeah. Refused to get in the car. We're in a whole other city, the whole nine yards. So uh, when we finally get home, you know, it 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 it, it really took off my wife, you know. So uh, he disappeared, and so about um, I'd say about a year later, he uh, he sends me a message on some social me uh, uh, media saying he needs some help. Yeah, he needed a lawyer. <laughs> Um, I checked out his Facebook and he was running drugs and fights and guns and all this craziness. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, at that point I was going through the divorce. So 
I didn't have any money to throw at him if I thought it was going to be good for him anyway. So yeah. uh, he gets out of jail probably, I don't know, a year later. Whatever. And uh, somebody rolls by at the trailer he's staying at and takes him out. So um, he, he's, I, I wrote a song reflecting, reflecting on Joshua before I knew he was going to die. I wrote this song before I knew he was dead. You know, you know, probably before he even went to jail. Um, he's just a kid that uh, when we took him in, he was like, yeah, I need your help. I dare you. I dare you to give it to me. He, in the, especially in the beginning, he gave us every opportunity to kick him out. You know, so anyway, <laughs> this is called I Dare You. Wonderful. No one knows my name I've seen my share of nights out in the rain Won't you lift me up? I dare you I'm looking for a soft to survive Deep down I'm dying and no one knows I'm alive Won't you lift me up I dare you I'm looking for a soft place to fall Won't you lift me I've been down in this hole way too long. Won't you lift me up? I dare you. I'm looking for a soft place to fall. Did I did I did I did I did I did to survive Deep down I'm dying and no one knows I'm alive Won't you lift me up? I dare ya I'm looking for a soft place to fall just incredible i'm I'm kind of speechless right now jaw on the floor literally jaw on the floor i've heard that song uh a few times i want to say two other times before but every single time i'm so glad you picked that one one is incredible um so that being said you know you 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 took these um you, t- you took these thoughts, these emotions about Josh, right? Um, and you, you, you let them out into, into music. Can you kind of segue into, uh, give the listeners a little preview or a little glimpse into the, the club that you and I created, the Creative Writing Club? Because I, I think we need to give a shout out to ourselves for all the hard work uh, that we put into it. Okay. Uh, the, uh, we... Uh had a club it's a it's a ninth grade camp so every there everybody there is like 14 or 15 years old and it was a club for creative writing and we opened it up to songwriting and poetry and 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 fiction and non-fiction it didn't matter just write just write just write um we had several folks that 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 wrote rap some in spanish some in english uh, another girl that wrote some songs and some really some really deep poetry it's amazing 
the glimpses it's like little snapshots like a like um like the photo lens on a camera how quick you can get a glimpse into the life of somebody when they go ahead and they write their feelings down on paper and they decide they're going to share it they're bold enough to i yeah. mean that's that's the difficulty there's so many of them just write right into themselves you know and 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 it's giving them that opera that 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 safe place that they can go ahead and let it out and share it with the rest of their peers and adults as well. I mean, we love art. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. No, it's, uh, it's incredible. Like the, the amount of impact that, you know, being able to express your artistry, whether it be through like, like for you music or, or for others, you know, the lyricism that they put into it. Is there any advice that you would give to like someone who would like to aspire to that, but maybe feels uh, like they don't, know where to begin right like how do you begin on something like that on a journey where you're uh evolving your art evolving your craft well you find a group of people that have the same kind of idea you, know, you find your guilds and you find your clubs and you find uh those things in the community that's the safe place they love it they want you to experiment they're happy they clap for you no one's gonna no no one's gonna boo you you know um, I belong to a songwriting guild in, in Fayetteville and it, it was just so supportive. Whatever you brought up, it was so supportive. I mean, of course, you know, every now and then you have somebody who's an idiot, but you know, for the most part, really, I mean, wonderful people that encouraged it, you know? And really that idiot, he didn't stay very long. <laughs> he was out. Get, um, get around people, share and write. And don't care if it comes out trashy. I mean, if, if it's something you want to throw into the back of your notebook, then throw it there and leave it there. It might spark something even greater later on. I feel like you gave us wisdom going forth into this podcast. This is episode number two. And I mean, here we are embarking yeah. on this adventure. Um, Mr. Mr. King, can you, um, can you kind of illuminate, like how important are these groups? How important is any supportive group uh how important are these groups now especially with the pandemic going on i mean how how do you think these groups you know kind of expand on well i think there's there, there's a level of isolation just just because the opportunities to meet people face to face i mean there's not that many children over at the uh on the ninth grade campus i mean we're talking maybe may a uh third quarter something like that i don't know minuscule yeah so there's not all opportunities to interact with each other and then you know over a computer screen even if they come in person they're, they're still interacting in a computer screen in a very remote fashion in a very technological fashion and 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 they lose a lot of opportunities for collaboration and for social interactions the reading of the facial expressions and the hand you know the body language all those opportunities that are kind of remote that that having an, a medium and a platform to be able to express themselves, I think would be very important. Um, e even if it were remote, it would still give an opportunity for people to be able to re relate. Uh, I've been considering having an open mic on Zoom for, we have a lot of musician teachers and uh, doing an open mic for poetry and music at Dr. Kano running it as a test drive with the teachers and then opening it up for kids and teachers, you know, kids priority, but you know, you know, if there's not enough slots, we'll throw a teacher in there to play. Be incredible. You know, yeah. I think it could happen here on zoom just as easily. I just need someone to manage the, the, the chat, make sure nothing wild's going on in there, you know, Definitely. <laughs> stuff course, like that and have an MC and then that's all you really need, you know? I think that would be a good idea. And that would give the, the kids an opportunity. Oh, so sorry. I was just going to say that I know y'all have succeeded in the past when we were still in person pre-COVID. So I, I can only see it going well where we trend to transition now, right? Uh, with, of course, proper management, you know, just making sure nothing crazy is going on. Yeah, well, you know, not everybody's nice, okay? And that includes ninth graders, you know? <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> we want to make sure that nobody's feelings get hurt and we're not getting out of we don't want to talk about girlfriend, boyfriends at that moment in the chat. Oh, you know, definitely. Yeah, we want to go ahead and read <laughs> the out. 
Definitely, definitely. So you gave advice um, for, you know, aspiring uh, musicians and, and writers, and, and we're kind of touching on a, on a heavier topic now. Can you give advice um, to maybe a parent who is listening, who has a, you know, uh, a son or a daughter that, you know, they haven't maybe checked in on, you know, maybe they haven't done that temperature check on, you know, how are you doing, you know, with, you know, with COVID, with online learning, things like that. Like, how are you doing like a mental temperature check and also, you know, take it from the perspective of a, of a, you know, a young teen or a young person in general, like what can they do? Like, what are those, what are those initial steps they need to take to reach out and get help? Um, the one thing I would do is I'd make sure that the routines are established in the home, even if they're doing it remotely and they're really not getting out a lot. You want times actually in place every day we're getting together and we're doing this, whether it be dinner, whether it's watching our favorite show, whether it's doing some homework, whether it's cleaning up the garage, whatever it is, you want to structure that throughout the entire week. That's going to sure. be your thermometer and that's yeah. going to be your baseline. If you let your kid go in there for six months in their room, then you don't have a thermometer. If they come out and grab a plate and they go on back in there, there's no thermometer. So you need to establish those routines in there. And it, 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 it causes the bonding. It's that they, they see how you're coping with stuff and, and uh, th those kind of, kind of things like that. Um, I kind of blanked that on the rest of the questions, sir. Okay, so it's no, no. So perfect, perfect, perfect. So the second part of that was as a young person, I don't know how to approach, you know, my parents. I don't feel, you know, comfortable discussing things with my parents. Where do I go for help? What do I do if I'm, you know, feeling the the full effects of this isolation? Okay, well, you've got adults in your life that care. And that that's the first thing I would say. There's somebody in your life that cares, Okay. There's a teacher, there's a counselor, there's a coach, there's a principal, there's a, a pastor, there's a, a youth leader, there's somebody in your life that cares, and you need to reach out to them. You have peers that care. You need to choose which peers that are not participating in the same thought process as you might be. Definitely. If you Definitely. group up with a bunch of people that want to hurt themselves and a bunch of people that want to hurt themselves <laughs> nobody's pulling anybody out of fire you know right. so um you, you need to choose who you're going for but you've you've got an adult or you've got a peer that care um there's hotlines i don't know what those hotline numbers are i mean i, I don't have them posted in the room or anything like that right, right. I'm, I'm sure if, if if i was in the school i'd call miss stedman hey miss stedman what's the number she'd roll it right on <laughs> off we have a wonderful Absolutely. support um, at, mm. at wonderful counselors and principals that really care about kids. And so um, we, we work really as a team to, try to serve those that, that might be walking some lines and might be thinking some things, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you. you nailed it. You mm -hmm. absolutely nailed it. Finding the support systems, seeing where to reach out, right? But that's, it, it seems like that's the biggest issue, but just letting people know that that is a possibility, that there are the people that are there that are willing to listen and to be open and to welcome, you know, in any group that is, uh, of course, willing to hear. And they definitely are out there. It's just a matter of reaching out that first step. So, yeah, thank you again for the advice. It, it's really good. Not it's just, fun. you know, because in terms... Mental illness is a private disease that requires a public cure. It's not, you can't do it on your own. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, it's a disease that you'll walk around in solo for so long and nobody knows you're walking through it. And if they do, they just think you're mean or weird. And you need another human being in order to start that healing. It's required. I mean, you could take the pill, but yeah, you need another human. Being. You need another human being for there to be a full healing of that. You have chemical imbalances, but you also need those relationships, which spur other chemical exchanges in your brain that cause you to go ahead and, and stable out, you know? We need most definitely, most definitely. Um, I think Mr. King, I mean, you you we knew that we wanted you on the podcast very, very early on. 
because you have so much to say, we hope that you will end up coming back eventually, uh, you know, uh, as as the local lingua podcast continues to to move on and and just and push forward. Um, I think our listeners definitely got a lot from what you had to say, uh, whether they're musicians or, or whether they're somebody who's just you know, struggling with reaching out or whether they're just an average person, right? It's just, it, it's, it was wonderful having you on, sir. Um, Vicente, I, I know we're going to ask him most definitely to, to kind of play us out, right? Yeah, yeah, we would definitely want an ending song. If you have it, of course, if you feel comfortable playing it. But, you know, again, thank you for sharing what you have for our audience. Again, it's just, it's not just for the person that's, you know, in dire straits. Everyone's going through it. So this is just a good reminder for every single person out there. Absolutely. Before you start, Mr. King, anything you want to plug to our listeners? Shout it out now, sir. Anything that you have to plug, anything you want to promote? Well, we're trying to build a, a YouTube channel in order to promote our development of a permaculture uh, farm. Also with my music will be on there. So at, at the YouTube channel is Simple Kings. S-I-M-P-L-E-K-I-N-G-S. You heard the man. So, you heard the you man. Know, yeah, look for us. Um, we hope to develop it into something right now. It's Okay. All right. This next song, this is what I did with like six months of isolation. Is I, I learned how to play the ukulele. Man, just so this is a song that I wrote on the uke. A multi-thread. And there, and when I was writing the song, I had, I had this lick. That's what you get. That was the hook to it. And so I wrote around that, and then I built the words around that. So when I write a song, I'll get the, the musical going, and I'll hum with it and try to figure out um, the rhythm of the words, what they might be. And then I put words with those na-na-nas okay, okay, and okay, those okay. la-la-las and those da-da-das and those do-do-dos. So this is this is the finished result after removing all the na-na-nas and actually putting in <laughs> words that make comprehensive sense. <laughs> One, two, three, and... You took a shot to ease the pain you're aching. Matters or not, if you've been took or you've been taken. You said too much in this love that we're making. That's what you get. It's getting hot. Sweat that you've been breaking You played the fire with a fever you've been faking It's in your hands, right for the taking That's what you get, that's what you get for loving me You should have known better than to give your love away Oh baby, that's what you get you knew the risk, it didn't even phase you. This is all we get, I really couldn't blame you. My love's a sure bet, I don't wanna play you. That's what you get, that's what you get for loving me. You said I know better than I'll give your love away. Oh baby, that's what you get. the truth that you've been seeking i'll be right here in the space you've been keeping that's what you get that's what you get for loving me you should have known better than to give your love away oh baby that's what you get that's what you get you should have known better than to give your love away Oh, baby, that's what you get, and that's why. It's what you get, love me. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, 
amazing. Wow. The local angle podcast wants to thank Mr. Paul, uh, majestic voice king. <laughs> I don't know what the M mean. Uh, for joining us here, I have been Christopher Collins. I've been Vicente Lopez, and we've been astounded and thankful for Mr. King for coming on. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. We out of here. <laughs>